My name is Elias Chavez, uh, and this is my co-host... Noah Wilder. Pleasure to meet you, my friend. Um, and <laughs> drive safely. Um, and I will, uh, I gotta say, uh, we're here for uh, today, uh, for this week, uh, and for all weeks subsequent, uh, as far as our plans are going. Um, but Noah, what are those plans? What, are, what do we do here? What, what What's the point of this podcast? Well, we're gonna talk to each other, and mm-hmm. then you're gonna listen, and that's... <laughs> I don't like that you're gonna li- and you're gonna listen. <laughs> and that's what a podcast is, but right. specifically we're gonna talk about two pieces of secular media and a Christian or gospel-centric uh, message or concept we found in them. Uh, so that you could take that and introduce it into the conversations you have with others and try and bring God up in a more natural way. Right. Um, or just enjoy listening and just enjoy finding God in something you like. Um, that's always allowed. <laughs> anyway, thanks for being it here. It's permissible. <laughs> All things are allowable. And this is also permissible. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for being here. Um, Elias, did you do anything interesting or are we just going to move on past what we did <laughs> for the week? Uh, did I do anything interesting this week? Um, Anna Kate and I went to the botanical gardens. Um, that was something, uh, the, the, what is it? The Udell, cause technically there's, there's more than one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We went to the Udell botanical gardens. So we That's did that. That's a lot closer to here. Yes, it is. It yeah. is. The, we'd heard that the waterfront one wasn't, cause it's only been there for like a year. Yeah. It's very new. It's very new. So we heard that it hasn't like fully like grown in, you know, it looked really good during the summer, but now it's kind of like all the, the, the waterfront one. Yeah. All the yeah. bloom blooms are gone and it's just like, Oh yeah. Plants. plants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but haven't, haven't been to that one. Um, so ended up at the, it Udell. looks really cool at night. You can go at night. No, I mean, you can drive by. Oh, at night. oh, oh like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've driven past it. Yeah. We've driven past it at night yeah. before. Okay. I, I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, um, you might be able to go at night. Who right. Knows? I was going to say, no, everywhere we looked, it was like 12 to four. And we were like, what kind of hours are the yeah, botanical you... gardens are for retired people. So yeah, I guess <laughs> <laughs> they're like, wake up at 11 and go to bed at five botanical gardens. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be a tagline for literally anything. Um, <laughs> But no, Wake I wake uh, up at eleven, go to bed at five. <laughs> Buffalo that, Wild Wings. Yes. That, that should be uh, a potential icebreaker question for some point in time. Just like <laughs> come come up with the funniest fit for like a given tagline. But anyways, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, though, um, didn't do it too much. Uh, Michael's birthday was technically two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, but I got him his present last week. Um, other than that, one of my roommates tested positive for COVID. Oh yeah. Um, and so I had to, had to emergency evac, <laughs> uh, live with my family for a week. And, um, so that was that riveting, uh, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, not a lot has happened. Um, done, just been outside a lot this week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that's I pretty just, much it. I've just been working. Yeah. Uh, over the what i cut grass this week okay because i was living with my family okay dude i because i rent a property why are you excited about this well i mean it's just well I, I don't have an issue with with cutting grass it was just like something where i was like oh my gosh i have the opportunity to cut grass and so my parents left me alone at the house for maybe 20 minutes and i, I threw on my old work shoes that are my parents still have for some reason and i and i and One i day cut the, come back yeah and i and i and i cut their grass 
grass and then they got home and they were like oh thanks for doing that and i was like literally don't even i <laughs> i don't know what came over me i just have been cut grass and so i cut grass <laughs> but yeah no i was i was really happy to cut. come over to my place <laughs> eh, you're too big i'll get you no i can't <laughs> i'll get i'll go grab your work shoes for you yeah. <laughs> just put them by the door and you're like I know what I need to do. <laughs> I must <laughs> engage the lawn. <laughs> anyway, I worked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked. That's about it. But uh, over the mm. weekend, I went to Holiday World. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been? To Holiday... Yes. Not in a very long time. Yeah, I hadn't been since sixth grade. Yeah, was that probably about the same for me, honestly. <gasps> do you think we have a picture? In the <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and you're Were you the on the vomit comet? <laughs> that is not a thing. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I wrote the Fosters. Foster's Home for Imaginary yeah, Reasons. Like, the vomit comet. <laughs> anyway, did, did you know Holiday World is the oldest theme park in the whole world? Let the record show that. At I least the whole I US. Don't, I don't believe that that's true. No, it is. It's true. Yes. Theme parks. <sighs> Uh, specifically okay so define a theme park versus an amusement park if you cannot definitively point to it might be the (laughs) first amusement park too for all i know but sure the their info says theme park because it's like a theme park is something with a theme essentially an amusement park is just what would you say what's the theme of holiday world holiday Yes, they have a section for Thanksgiving and a section for yeah. I did not Halloween remember Halloween and Fourth of July and Christmas. So there's different sections in the park. It's just holiday themed. I want to. I want one day, like once augmented reality, like fully takes off. Right. It, right. It's just the same ride, but you put on different augmented reality glasses, <laughs> and you're like, "Wow, look at that it's- turkey." <laughs> <laughs> wow it's christmas wow it's (laughs) like labor day independence day (laughs) you can choose your own holiday it's free donut day oh my gosh wow it's like i can (laughs) dress like a pirate day oh my gosh (laughs) it's just a bunch of like that that augmented reality experience is just a bunch of people in an office building dressed like pirates (laughs) it's normal people just dressed like pirates it's not a pirate themed ride it's oh man veterans day in augmented reality must be crazy (laughs) or memorial day they literally just played like dunkirk (laughs) it's d-day you're just like screaming (laughs) while you wait in line for the roller coaster (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh, get down get down get down so what makes a theme park a theme park is that it has a theme sure uh so like kentucky kingdom doesn't really have a theme it's an amusement park that would even better though what if the theme was kentucky and there were like it does i i wish it was and they're just like so just like some here's ride. here's the coal ride some like lion they made up or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they were really lost after six flags left kentucky King. they're like what do we do <laughs> nuts <laughs> yeah what do you what do you do without six flags it was so much better when six flags was in charge of it yes i don't know if you went to kentucky kingdom as a kid 
a couple a times. Oh, okay. I, we never. Well, I should say never. I, I remember going a couple times. I went like to my memory. We never had like season pass. I went anything, like, but we might have four to ten times a summer. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I have. We went there often. <laughs> I've been there four to ten times in my life. <laughs> Maybe. Fair enough. <laughs> I've been there twice since it reopened. Yeah. It's uh it's not as much fun. <laughs> All the rides I liked, they literally moved to other Six Flags parks. That's because Six so Flags sad. owned the roller coaster, but not the park anymore. So they're like, okay, we're just gonna pack it up and leave. And I was like, What are you what are you doing? Like my favorite one, it's in Germany now. <laughs> you, you they sold it to some other company in Germany. <laughs> You know what? I've never considered that before, but yeah, I guess they would sell roller coasters. That's probably cheaper than like designing them and building them. But like the thought of them shipping a roller co- and I know it doesn't get like packaged as is. No, but, nah, like, no, it did. <laughs> they they picked, it's like a Phineas and Ferb style. Yeah. Like there's a helicopter with a big magnet and yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> picks it up and flies away. Okay. Um, Holiday World. It's it's fine <laughs> met my expectations which were pretty low not yeah. pretty low pretty average yeah anyway so this leads into my icebreaker though uh-huh i have two uh-huh first one is oh we're both yeah first one is what weird home remedy does your family have that you have no idea if anyone else does okay <laughs> <laughs> okay and the I, other one i will go first oh okay we're gonna answer and then go gotcha gotcha gotcha, gotcha. the second one is do you prefer water attractions or roller coasters I can, I can let you stew on it yeah because I, I need i need to stew on both of those okay so my fir- my home remedy mm-hmm. that holiday world relates to is because i i got really sunburned while i was there okay (laughs) and my home remedy that my family has is that i have not done since middle school (laughs) okay just to be clear uh they put mayonnaise on sunburns (laughs) and you let it soak in for like 20 minutes and then go wash it off Uh uh-huh and I don't know what the exact idea is. It's something about the oil or whatever and mayonnaise. Sure. And my family claims, uh-huh. my mother and my grandmother and aunt claim, because even when I got sunburned at my aunt's house, they she would do it to me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, they claim they asked a lifeguard at a beach because they used to live in Florida. Mm-hmm. Hey, how do you take care of sunburns? And he's like, put mayonnaise on it. And that's and ever since that's what they've done. <laughs> and do you have any recollection or memory of how well this works? See, because here's my thing: I listen, can't imagine that it's very pleasant to have mayonnaise put on a sunburn. Sound? I mean, it's just like cold stuff, so it feels kind of nice. Like, sure, like putting lotion on it or something. yeah. So it's fine. But <laughs> anyway, I, when I was a kid, it worked really well. It turned all my sunburns brown. I just got tanned. And then the more we did it, the more I just started to peel and it didn't matter what we did. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's just You for built like, up a tolerance to yeah. mayonnaise. <laughs> maybe it's for 10 years old and younger. Or sure. <laughs> Their skin can handle it. <laughs> yeah. 
They can handle frying mayonnaise on your back. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. Anyway, if anyone else knows about this, I'd love to hear about it. I'm going to get a weird text this week. Like, hey, tell your friend Noah. And I'm going to be like, no, I don't, don't want to reopen this conversation. I don't want to reopen this conversation. Anyway. Anyways, but yes. Okay, so there's that. And then, uh, and then I prefer oh. roller coasters. Okay. Except uh-huh. ones I don't fit in. <laughs> so to clarify, I am six foot four. Yeah. And like I'm not super scrawny or anything. Used to be. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not scrawny by any means, but I'm not like massive either. Yeah. I wouldn't say. Um, anyway and every um there's only four roller coasters at holiday world which is why i find it underwhelming because it's a it's more of a water park place sure anyway uh every roller coaster so three of them out of the four uh i was like squeezing into (laughs) okay and uh the third one we were on like there's this divider in the middle between me and my wife like it was a two-person roller coaster one seat with just like a bar in the middle we love safety measures well that's not i don't even know what that's there for honestly right it's so that if you're sitting next to someone you're not pressed against them the whole time i guess sure but like I don't remember that being a thing on any other roller coaster I've ever been on, but like I'm always just like I usually put my arm around Sarah Beth on a roller coaster. <laughs> anyway, point is, um, and that bar just like dug into my my thigh like real hard the whole time. And it was a wooden roller coaster, and it there's like every time I turned right, it was like going into me. Yeah, and there was a lot of right turns. <laughs> There's more right turns than left turns. Yeah. For sure. There is at least four right turns for every left turn. <laughs> I'm sorry, my guy. <laughs> and I was literally like grunting to get to this roller coaster. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I would love to be sitting behind you in that experience. <laughs> having to listen, like, creaky wooden roller coaster, and then just also. <laughs> so i really enjoy roller coasters but i don't know if i can do holiday world again sure 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 because i it it just wasn't fun (laughs) i had fun on two of them yeah and we rode those ones twice and we did the other ones just once so i had three or two thirds of a good time on the roller coaster sure 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 Okay, I haven't been on a water ride in long enough to maybe give an accurate answer to this. When I say water ride, it includes water slides or t- water tube slide things. Yeah. Or, yeah, lazy river even. Lazy river. <laughs> um, but I, I really like water rides. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think I have to give the point two roller coasters yeah like i said i haven't been on a water ride in a really long time but i don't dislike water rides uh-huh they just never seem worth it when you're done <laughs> and that's the th- that's the, that's where i'm like and then afterwards it's like okay so wait, I, how much time did i just waste just like <laughs> being shirtless and hot yeah yeah, yeah, just, yeah, to, yeah. just for like 30 or 40 seconds right that are pretty fun yeah and if 
if there was no weight, it would definitely be water rides. Oh sure. But the weight is just not worth it for me. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the that's the vibe killer. Like, but no, because I after love... get a, off a roller coaster, I never think about the weight again. Right. After I get off a water ride, I'm like, well, that weight wasn't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time, even if I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, but no, because I, I I really like water. I really like water. I like swimming. I like oh, I like water. But like, I think I'm gonna give the point to to roller coasters. But there's, I feel like there's more you can like do with a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Because on rails, and there's different types. And, yeah, and it's just like yeah. water rides are are a little a little more one note. I feel. I, w- I will say, mm. I love raging rapids kind of rides where it's like yeah. this big circular. You're all in seats, you get strapped in. Yeah. And you're just floating down the these rapids and yeah. I I love going on those and getting absolutely soaked. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. But only because I'm not in swim trunks. I'm like, I want my normal clothes to be like drenched. Yes. <laughs> and then there's one at uh Kentucky Kingdom called Mile High Falls. <laughs> Do you you know what I'm talking I'm about? I'm not familiar with Mile High Falls. Okay, it's it's like a roller coaster. And you go up and you're in this like raft and then you just go. It's just like going up and down and that's it. Like the going up and the first drop on a roller coaster is what it is. But you go, you're in this raft and you go down into a lake and the lake like splashes like all over you. Yeah. And like launches 200 feet in front of you. And it's like, and you're absolutely soaked. So when I was a kid, I used to go on there. Yeah. And then I would go because I would go during the summer because my aunt had a season pass and me and my brother would go. Um, sure. And we would all go and we'd get on that and we'd be absolutely drenched and the park would be empty. So and so we would then go get on the wooden roller coasters over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. and, and we wouldn't even have to get out and back in because there was no line because there was no one there until we dried off. <laughs> And that was really fun. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That's I like, really, that's really see, wholesome. The thing I like about water rides is getting soaked in normal clothing. Yeah. Which like a a tube ride doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. So what's your weird home remedy? Weird home remedy. I, I don't... I'm trying to think if we ever had one. Like, Every time you had the flu, you had to eat 40 hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you got me no <laughs> no i'm just i'm trying to remember if we ever had like i mean it would be like have a headache drink sprite you know okay yeah just things like there there were little things like that but not like crazy weird. nothing nothing not cover cra- your shoulders in mayonnaise <laughs> not <laughs> definitively not cover your shoulders in mayonnaise weird i will say that like oh you have indigestion uh here's some ginger ale yeah whoa (laughs) mom slow down over there with your cult magic i (laughs) no i just take a cold shower (laughs) no mom anything but that no it was it was just we never had anything like absolutely insane my socks were never blown off um (laughs) i I thought you were gonna say (laughs) dip your socks in hot sauce (laughs) 
Look at the flu. I know how to take care of this. <laughs> Mother, no. Not the hot sauce. The hot socks. Mother, no. I cannot <laughs> put the hot socks away. I yeah. Were you I know. British as a child? <laughs> I was, Is that I, how you took care of it? Is that your weird remedy? That was my weird Speak remedy. Speak the British accent my mother, until you feel better. My, my, but like only, mother. <laughs> mother. No, it was specifically though for... Uh, <laughs> Like if I had a runny nose, that's how you clear your runny nose. It was like something really. <laughs> if you stand up too quickly, uh, speak like a British child, and the dizziness will go away. <laughs> like, no, we just—I don't know. We never had anything. It, you know, it was a lot of uh, like, oh, you feel sick? Okay, well, either take an ibuprofen or start getting better. Like, <laughs> go tell your mother about it. I'm done. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Thanks for the information, son. <laughs> Let me know if we need to go somewhere. Right, right. Did I ask? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so no weird re remedies on your end. I I'll have to ask my brothers or even my parents, but like I'm not like I said, nothing that I can really distinctly yeah. come, remember come back next week and you're gonna be like, sure listen i completely forgot about this <laughs> yeah but they had me shove cracker dust into my ears <laughs> how do you come up with this stuff <laughs> there's no like cheese it's or anything in the room how did you <laughs> you don't know what they made me do <laughs> They made me do some weird stuff, man. You, you, it all worked. It all worked. <laughs> it all worked. No, I I don't know. We never did anything crazy. I mean, there was just like, oh, I feel sick. And like my grandmother would be like, oh, let's bake some Pop-Tarts to feel better. You know? Like, <laughs> like ah, okay. Have a Pop-Tart. Yes. <laughs> you want a Lunchable, son? Right. I would be like, thanks, Grandma. Like, I don't know. They're just... <laughs> And then, and then like, mm, pop tart, pop <laughs> tart, warm, uh, stemmy, hurdy, go away. <laughs> but no, that was yeah. That that's the closest thing I ever had to like a weird home remedy was just like ah, let's love you. <laughs> like my mom always gave me a hug when my ears hurt. It was really it didn't help, but it was nice. It was it was nice. It she, didn't make me feel better, but like emotional. Make it feel better, which was a lie. So I guess that's my weird home remedy. <laughs> my mother, my mother would lie to me until I felt better. <laughs> which I guess means she wasn't lying. <laughs> I, just I get it. It takes more lies than a truth to feel better. Was the lesson that I think I was supposed to learn. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, you want to get into the future presentation? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Who is going first? I think I went first last time. Not that we really keep track. Of I that. don't even know what I talked about last. You time. You talked about the princess and the frog. I did, and you talked about <gasps> Porco Rosso. I did. Now I want and to release these episodes out of order, but I already <laughs> released the last one. <laughs> you already released it, so you're good. Um, and you went second did so, i go second so it's you it's you i really thought i went first it's you go <laughs> okay <laughs> um all right so okay well i didn't have an idea yet but yeah, yeah, yeah. i was gonna <laughs> type it out while you were i was just gonna go to google 
and be like like god movie god in in movie or book <laughs> god story god story in not bible god book no not mormon <laughs> no <laughs> uh so and i talked about mormons today that was one of the things that we talked about on her where she was like fun where she was like we, we were gone we, we had many many conversations and <laughs> yeah that was one of them was mormons yeah Anyways, um, but yes, uh, I'm going to talk about nope. Nope. No, 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 nope. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Um, okay, no, so I'm going to talk about nope. Um, I actually, for once, I didn't come up with a title for this. But a- right? Aliens. Aliens. Presumed aliens. Are they not but, aliens? I, I mean, it's never... Or maybe it's just a ship. They just, no one's inside. They just kind of... X. So, so the spaceship. Okay, here actually. What do you assume is a spaceship? <laughs> here, actually, let me start over. Um, so I'm talking about nope. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. <clears throat> Massive spoiler warnings. I'm assuming you weren't planning on seeing nope. It's one of those things yeah. <laughs> where I would like to watch it. Yeah. It's just not a priority at all. Sure. So I'm not going to get mad about someone spoiling it. Okay. In I'm that not going to avoid spoilers. I'll watch a video essay on it. I don't care. Like, Yeah. Well. But I'm also like, I should really watch that someday. I should really watch that. It was really good. It was really good. I wouldn't say horror movie, but there were definitely one or two like really. It was a tense movie. Intense scenes. Yeah. Um, for those of you who've seen it. Question. Gordy the chimp hey what happened <laughs> what did i watch there <laughs> question yeah what's up have you seen the movie seven yes i have seen seven i love seven i've is, seen it twice I think. is it a horror movie or, or a psychological th- thriller i would lump it in with psychological thriller it's definitely more that than horror mm-hmm. but there are some pretty freaky things you see in it Yes, and that's kind of where this falls. Okay, there's some freaky things. Um, the horror you of get it, scared, mm-hmm. but that's not the point of the movie. Yeah, there's definitely it's the movie is supposed to make you think. It I, it's it's falling like well, with a lot of Jordan Peele's films. Uh, it it falls into this category of like I'm gonna make you think, but I'm not gonna spell everything out. Um, right, and, and he, he quote. He said about this movie, I don't really want to put it in a genre. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, you're just being snob, so yeah. just put it in a genre. <laughs> just put it in a genre. <laughs> and I, I can't, uh, I don't want to fully defend Yeah, no that. movie can really go in a specific genre, but be quiet. <laughs> tell Friday me what the, the movie is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going to tell, tell me. what the movie is, You're going to tell please. me the day in the life of George Lucas isn't a biography? <laughs> 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 no, um, but no, no, no. Uh, Point being, no, I can kind of get where he comes from. There's a couple of scenes in it where, like, there's there's a specific scene where, like, uh, there's you know, like one of the characters is like watching a monitor, mm-hmm. and you see somebody like sneak up behind them, and you're like, oh my gosh, they're gonna get got, they're gonna get got, they're gonna get got, and it's just like one of their coworkers, like they like come into frame and like right. in focus, and then you're like, oh, it's just one of their coworkers, and so then you're not scared anymore, and they're like eating Cheez-Its or something, and then they're just like. Hey, what's up? And the guy who who like got snuck up on, he's just like, <laughs> like the point is that like, oh, you were scared, but now anyway. Yeah. A, anyway, I get it. <laughs> a lot of the movie falls in that category. Anyway, point is, 
<sighs> nope. <laughs> um, big spoilers for Nope, but I really liked the movie. Um, so I'm going to talk about it now. <laughs> um, basically, um, the first spoiler I'm going to give you is technically, possibly not a spaceship. It is an organic being. Ah, it's like the the DC. Yeah. Like the Martians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their ships are bio ships. Yeah. And they can like transform and go invisible. Yes. And like they can do all those things. They're like alive. Like they can telepathically communicate, communicate with them. It, yeah. Because the Martians are telepath- like that. I really like that idea. But anyways, moving on. Um, Is it like that? It's not like that. Okay. Well, the ship moves and communicate. Well, it doesn't communicate because it's the only thing. It doesn't have like stuff in it. Like the ship is the monster. It's just a piece of metal (laughs) that is alive. Yes. And can float. It floats. It's alive. It does the the things that a UFO does, like suck stuff up through the hole, right? Mm -hmm. Is it eating? Yes. But that's the thing. It's eating. Yeah. It's eating, not... It's like not, it's not you're not getting probed once you get in there. You yeah, get, yeah, yeah, you're getting dissolved. Correct. <laughs> uh, that, but anyway, yeah, no. So point is, um, the thing that actually made me originally want to talk about it is um, the movie starts with a Bible verse. OK. And we all know that that's a great way to start your film off with a lot of heresy. Um, right, right, right. <laughs> most, most movies that start off with a Bible verse don't really hold on to it that tightly. But here we go. Um, and heresy. heresy. <laughs> uh, but the verses, uh, Nahum, uh, one of the one of the minor prophets of the Bible, he's in between. Uh, he's after Jonah. It's Jonah and I think Jeremiah. I, I forget where it falls in the Bible exactly, but it's after Jonah. Anyway, point is Nahum three, six. Um, I will cast ab. <laughs> you good? <laughs> I will cast abominable filth upon you, make you vile and make you a spectacle. Um, and then shortly thereafter, uh, just like the verse says, I will cast abominable filth upon you and make you vile. Um, like I said before, the ship is, um, it's organic. Um, and so like it's flying around, whatever it's doing its thing. Um, we don't see the ship at this point, but we've seen, <coughs> we've seen trailers. So we know it's an alien movie, but like all of this metal just starts like, f- like flying out of the sky. Um, and the main Sorry. character, yeah, you're good. Uh, the main character, um, his name's OJ, uh, which I think was Otis Jr. But OJ, his father, Otis, um, he gets a quarter just like shot at him. Um, and it just like lodges itself in his head. He dies. Uh, you don't like see anything crazy go on, but you just, he, you know, he dies, he gets rushed to the hospital. They're like, Hey, it was this quarter that killed him. Um, and then of course it's the quarter. So they showed like dramatic shot and it's all like, George Washington. God we trust. (laughs) Um, but yeah, anyways, so point being, um, yeah. So that's the like direct comparison or whatever, but not only that, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the parallels of the film as well as how this verse, this book of the Bible, the book of the Bible and the movie like correlate a little bit. Uh, but basically, uh, Nam, it is specifically this, this vision of the fall of the Assyrian kingdom uh, because of the Babylonians coming in. Um, chapter three, where the verse takes place, um, Nahum is just telling us that like God is slow to anger and he will not leave the guilty unpunished. That's the main point of chapter three. Um, in the context of the book, 
the guilty would be the Assyrians um, because they had conquered Israel. And then Nahum is just like, hey, the Assyrians, specifically the capital city being Nineveh. That's why I'm like, this happened right after Jonah. Um, uh, But yeah, Uh, they're like, it's a city of blood full of lies. Um, And yeah, so they're just like, hey, they're a wicked people. They're going to get overtaken. Israel, don't don't worry. It's fine. Um, you you will be set free eventually. This this blight upon you is something that is not going to be like they they won't be your captors forever. To close this out and then start talking about nope. Uh, Nahum describes Nineveh as uh, what, what the exact Bible quote he says a, a city full or a city of blood, full of lies, full of plunder, never without victims. Um, basically, it's just. Nineveh is the kind of place that just it just it just devours people. Um, And Nahum is just telling us that God is going to do the same to Nineveh. He's going to kill them. They have oppressed him or they've oppressed his people. And so they're getting rid of him. Now, I want to specifically talk about one character in Nope. Um, His name is Ricky Park. Um, He his nickname is Jupe. Um, he is the star of a 1990s sitcom called Gordy's Home. Um, and then afterwards he was in, um, a movie called, uh, I forget what it was. I think it was Jupiter's Claim. Cause he, he has a, he, he owns a, like a Western theme park, um, called Jupiter's Claim. And so everybody calls him Jupe anyway. But yeah, he was on this 1990s sitcom called Gordy's Home. Um, basically he describes it as having survived six minutes and 13 seconds of havoc um, because Gordy, the chimpanzee, uh, just like goes ballistic uh, during the filming of one of the episodes um, and just like starts attacking some some of the cast members and the crew and all that. And him being a little child, he like survives that. Um, the monkey didn't attack him, but... Um, still, even with that, he, he survives the, the incident, um, but he's traumatized by that, um, notably. Um, and so now he is doing everything that he can as, as a businessman, I guess, to kind of extend that he's in his office. He has all kinds of posters and everything to show like, okay, yeah, Gordy's home happened. Jupiter's claim happened. Like all this stuff happened, but he's like, I've been in stuff ever since then. I keep trying to make sure that my name is somewhere in the public eye. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to fade into this form of like irrelevance. Um, but now, uh, um, he has even as like an additional fee guests to his, his, his place, Jupiter's claim. He even has like a secret room devoted just to the Gordy incident. Um, which like it, he's making a specifically like monetizing, um, that really like tragic day, that like really horrible thing that happened in his life. Um, very notably, there's like a shoe, um, that like the the girl who was attacked, like, like a drop of her blood is on the shoe. And it just like, for whatever reason, it just stands upright. 
Um, and it's, it's just like one of the weird things that it does. It's just, it's a shoe that stands upright and it's in a little display case because why not? Um, but anyways, point is he's just, he's monetizing the experience. He's monetizing his life, even though it's something that's like deeply traumatized him and like in little things that he'll say, you can tell that he's like, he is very traumatized. Uh, when he tells people about it, he never tells people about the incident. He's always like, Oh, there was an SNL skit. Oh my gosh. It's, it's such a good SNL skit. You should watch the, you should watch the skit, um, because he doesn't want to think about or talk about the incident, but, um, he continues to try to profit off of it however he can. Um, now, (sighs) um, for the latest attraction, for the latest thing that this man has, um, tried to monetize, he has noticed there's this UFO. Um, he's like, there's something up there. There's something out there. There's something that is, um, clearly watching us. And so he has, um, on account of this, created the Star Lasso experience. Um, and so for however much he's charging these people who come to his theme park, um, he's buying horses from the main character, OJ. Um, and he's just like sending them because the, the UFO like lives in this cloud that's like above one of the mountains, right? And like they show like a time lapse at some point and like the cloud just doesn't move because mm-hmm. that's where the UFO lives. Um, it's disguising itself in the cloud. Um, and I guess Jupe at some point noticed, hey, that cloud doesn't move. <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, he just, he does what he can um, to try and make money off of it. Namely, he's buying these horses and he's just like getting people and he's got some kids that he has like dress up as like what he thinks the aliens must look like. And, you know, they do like a little show, a little song and dance. And then he's like, at the end of that hour, um, he like lets the horse free and the horse runs down the hill. And then the UFO goes and it eats the horse. Um, but it like sucks it up in like a vortex. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, everyone's like, oh, I guess they're probing it or whatever. But like, anyway, but in, in reality, it's, it's eating the, the horse. Um, but anyways, Yes. Eventually, though, um, the viewers, as he calls them, he is he doesn't he doesn't you know, he doesn't know that it's just the one thing. So he's like the viewers up there. They're watching us. Um, They they eventually they they catch on to like what's going on or it catches on to what's going on. It's not just um, eating this horse. It's like being made like the people are noticing it. Um, and so on account of that, it goes and it like sucks up everybody there. It sucks up or it tries to suck up the horse. The horse gets away, uh, but it tries to suck up the horse, but like all of, all of the people in the stands, um, Jupe, his wife, um, you know, the kids, like, you know, like everybody, everybody who was there, they all get sucked up. Um, and then like, that's just, that's their life now. (laughs) They're in, they're in the belly of the beast, so to speak. Um, and, and they all die. Um, but that's what I want to talk about. Like in this, in this film, um, he just, he, he's making a spectacle of himself. Um, just like Nineveh in this idea, like they're making this big spectacle of themselves. They're like, we have conquered Israel. We have found a way to monetize these people who call themselves God's people. We've made slaves out of them. They do as we wish. Um, whereas Jupe here, he's trying to do the same thing with, um, with this UFO where he's like this thing that's floating out there mysteriously, I found a way to, to, to tame it, so to speak as, as OJ, I'll get to that in a second, but, um, he's found a way to tame it, to, to make it his own, to be able to, you know, monetize it and, um, effectively like make it his, even though it's something that he shouldn't have any control over. 
um, he wants to exercise his will over it, just like the Assyrians um, wanted to do to the Israelites. Uh, but later in the film, um, OJ has his own close encounter with the uh, with the UFO. Again, I don't really have a name for it. <laughs> uh, but he realizes that there's only one way to avoid being eaten. Um, and that's because he looks at it and he realizes, he, he, for, he looks at it for a split second and he realizes it looks like an eye. Mm-hmm. Um, like with an iris and a pupil. Um, and so when he's looking at it, he's just, he, he like flashes back to some point where like his dad was telling him like, don't look the horse in the eye. Cause they're horse trainers. Uh, he's like, don't look the horse in the eye. Um, you know, it'll startle the horse. And so he's like, nope, not going to do that. And he like looks down and the UFO doesn't suck him up. Um, Jupe's mistake as OJ explains it, just, he got the, the exact quote is he says, uh, he got caught up trying to train a predator, um, he, he was specifically inviting it in. He was giving it a means to eat. He was trying to strengthen it and, um, like give it a foothold in his life. Um, whereas OJ is like, not look, he's like, I'm not looking at it. I'm ignoring it. We're not going to do this. Um, and so it takes away his reason to attack and to latch onto his life. Um, and like, that's the other thing that I would like to tie into this. Um, not just like there's. I wanted to say like, oh, there's like a funny little biblical parallel, which I feel is probably very intentional on Jordan Peele's part. <laughs> um, but like also I, I found that really interesting. And so I wanted to segue and just talk about like in within the Bible, there's um, there's definitely like a very large precedent just to be like, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. Um, and like, that's exactly what happens here because like, eventually like sin, sin is lethal, like, (laughs) and people don't realize that, like, whether we are talking like in terms of like your actual, like you being alive (laughs) or like your social life or whatever, your, your sin is damaging to you. It is lethal. It will, it will kill you. Um, they're called the seven deadly sins. Like you cannot escape from that. Um, it, it just, it is truth. Like sin is not harmless. There's no such thing as like a little white lie. And as soon as you give something a foothold in your life like that, it, it consumes you, it takes over you. And that's exactly what happens to Jupe. He, he's like, Hey, I've got this thing here. I'm going to treat it like a pet. I'm going to try to make money off of it. It does a trick. It eats the funny horse and people pay me money to see it eat the funny horse. Mm -hmm. And so there we go. Um, and yeah. And so that's, that's, that's what he tries to do. Um, and then in the end, because he gives this, this sin, this thing that he should have tried to root out of his life completely, he gives it this foothold. And now because of that, um, he's, he's in over his head. And because of that, he gets sucked up and very, very brutally murdered. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, whereas, like I said, OJ, he just, he's like, I'm not going to look at it. We're not doing this. Um, I mean, that's the whole point of the name of the movie. Nope. Uh, he's just like, nope, we're not doing this. This is not happening. We are not giving this a foothold. I am not acknowledging this. Um, I'm going to try and, you know, kill this thing or get it out of this, you know, get it away from me. But I am not acknowledging it. I am not giving it strength over me. I'm moving on. Right. Anyways. But yeah. Right. I would say, I mean, God says to Cain mm-hmm. that... Uh, Sin is waiting at your door and it wants to devour you. Yes. Uh, 
And Paul's letters, he often says, don't even let sin be named among you. Like, don't even, don't even let someone think that you might be doing something wrong. Like, don't, like, that's the extreme. Yeah. Like, don't even, don't play around with it. Um, And in the case of Nahum and Nineveh and the Assyrians, it's like, um, not only are you, like, letting it be named among you, like you're proud of it. Yes. Other places in the Bible it says like you it's talking about people in the future and in those days they will trade evil for good and good for evil. And not only and that's the the uh the spectacle kind of thing is like not only am I sinning, uh I also don't think it's wrong and I'm proud of it and if you avert your eyes you're in the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um and so like that's I, again, I haven't seen the movie, but like that's these are verses that like and ideas that popped in my yes. into my head. I had a lot of like, ideas pop into my head, but I was like, I don't have a, a verse number like, to directly read. <laughs> the, the unidentified flying organism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that works. Yeah, uh, it like it only wants you if you're paying attention to it. Essentially, yeah, is what kind of what you're saying. Yes, like. Who knows how it actually works, but yeah, the idea is if you're taking this as in the terms of the movie, this like force of evil, and mm-hmm. you're making a spectacle out of it, and you're calling what is evil good, yeah, like it's waiting to devour you, literally yeah. in the movie. So, yeah, <laughs> like you you take this evil entity and you say, oh, well, I'm just gonna let it be named among me. Hmm. Like, what is the name of his part? Jupiter's uh, Jupiter's claim. Yeah. Yeah, like Jupiter's claim is like, oh, come see the UFO. <laughs> yeah, like he's trying to make money off of it. He doesn't care about it. Mm. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't want to participate in UFO. Like, <laughs> right. But he wants it to be like a staple of who he is and what his property is about. Right. Like he wants it to be part of his identity, his public identity, and. Th- the idea is that you're trying to communicate is essentially like if you want sin to be part of your identity, it's not just going to be part of your identity. It will be your identity and yeah. it will consume you yeah. and it will harm you. Yeah. And the scarier thing about sin is not just, oh, it's going to harm you. It's You're going to think it's benefiting you in some way to be harmed by it. Yeah. You're going to be on its side. Like imagine if Jupe was like, and now for the final show... I will be or taken off into the like he's yeah, yeah. like puts his arms out and is ready to be accepted or whatever. Sure. Like that's what sin like really is. Yeah. Is we think it's just like, oh just open my arms, let it take me or whatever. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's not just clearly the bad guy in our lives, even though it should be. Yeah. And that's why you can't let it get any part of you. Yeah. Or any part of your attention or any part of your identity because you will have a hard time seeing that that, part, that is not good. Yeah. Um, and that's what you were saying. Like with OJ, you can't even look at it. Like you might see a glance just so you know to not look. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but you can't let it have anything because it takes everything. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but there, there are other characters and such that I can talk about with this. Like there's a film 
like there's a director guy who's trying to get the perfect shot and stuff yeah, but like he like becomes obsessed with it yes yeah. okay so you're familiar with this yeah yeah okay so i can't remember like they get a shot of it and, yeah and he's just like it's not good enough it's not the right shot yeah he's like the light like, if you want to be fam- if you want to if you want this picture to make you famous yeah make you money you can't use this picture we gotta get a better picture essentially yeah he uh he ends up dying actually because um best picture is from the inside <laughs> basically yeah no he, he gets like an incredible shot he's like the lighting everything he's like i can't and then he's like the, the perfect shot isn't allowed to exist or whatever and he gets like a little handheld because the whole point for whatever reason like whenever the spaceship flies over it just disrupts all electrical whatever he's like yeah so phones has, go down has to be like camp- yes um uh, an old-fashioned film reel like analog reel film. yes yeah and so he gets like a handheld film reel thing and he like runs off and he's just like staring at it and he's just like recording as the thing like sucks him up and it goes into like that camera's perspective as he yeah. like you know as he dies um uh, but like that that would be the extreme thing i would say jupe when the uh when the the creature <laughs> comes at him and kills him i'd say he has this like acceptance about it he's like this is something that's like beautiful in its own way at least that's what his face said to me i don't think he was right. scared um but like that to that extreme where it's like you know somebody who's like willingly seeking this out that would be him where it's just like he's like not only has this like obsession and this um this what's the word this chase but there's a p word and i'm, I'm blanking on it um Oh well, but there's a, but not the the chase of this sin, this as I'm as I'm seeking this out, like eventually it gets to the point where it's just like, and I'm going to like not only willingly let it consume me, but actively seek it out and encourage it to consume me. Right. Um, anyways, but that, that's what you were saying, and I was just saying that there is a precedent for that in the film. So yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway. So anyway, there you go. That yeah. was that was my that was my thing about about nope. <laughs> Uh, the Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we you you've talked about the Princess Bride before, haven't you? No, have you not? I, I really. Not. Huh? Are you sure? I told you I talked about the Princess Diaries. Yes. Which, for some reason, you confuse the two all the time, just because it says the princess on it. Do you confuse Princess Mononoke? mononoke with these or i'm glad you ask yes uh, <laughs> what's the difference <laughs> give me one difference and right. i'll believe you right 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 right, right. they just keep re-releasing this movie I, sometimes it's animated but it's the same plot <laughs> <laughs> anyways but continue continue <laughs> the princess and the popper the princess and the frog the princess bride the princess diaries <laughs> i all the same thing i really i really love you're this just idea. losing your mind <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway you've seen the princess bride right yes uh, i've seen it at least once i i know i've seen the whole thing like all the way through once i'm pretty sure i've seen it at least three or four other times in bits and pieces <laughs> okay so um i'll just run through it real quick so wesley is mm-hmm. the the main guy <laughs> yes he's the main i don't know if he's the main character i feel like buttercup is the main character um anyway and buttercup they are on a farm together mm-hmm. buttercup and i guess her family own the farm and wesley is a farm boy he works on the farm mm-hmm. and as they grow up together buttercup is kind of rude in many ways and calls him farm boy farm boy yeah and says 
gives him commands or whatever. Um, and Wesley's response through his only words to her the whole time are, uh, as you wish, right? Right. And uh, the grandpa who was reading the story explains, but he's secretly saying, I love you. When he says, as you wish, he gives him a command. He replies with, as you wish, and does it. Yeah. But, like, that response is like a, a loving servitude to her. Yeah. Um, it's not just, like, well, you don't say, as you wish, <laughs> to your <laughs> boss. You're just like, okay. <laughs> i imagine the the like the pool boy from i think his name is chad or something but from from kyle. snl kai is it kai but uh, yeah no okay <laughs> yeah like, like <laughs> yes. when you're told to do something by your superior you're just like okay yeah do you, do you need me to do this by tomorrow <laughs> right, right, right right as right. you wish as you wish look in, and look into their eyes lovingly mm. <laughs> so anyway but the point is he he loves buttercup by serving her yeah and this causes buttercup to eventually understand this mm-hmm. and love him back yeah. um and so that that's the first parallel i want to draw i pulled up a verse for it um mark 1045 for even the son of man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many this is jesus talking saying yeah um like hey i'm here to serve you (laughs) right that's my purpose i am the authority i am the uh master like i am the guy in charge my purpose in being here and doing anything and interacting with you at all is to serve. I'm not here to be served, even though that would be right. Instead, I am here to serve you. And so, like, <clears throat> that is the first parallel I want to draw is God through Jesus and through himself and through the Father and the Holy Spirit. They're constantly serving us and they they have no reason why they should have to. And they should never have to stoop lower than themselves in order to talk, communicate with us and do anything with us. And we should we have no right to make any demands of them or him. <laughs> um, and yet he does. God the Father serves us. Jesus serves us. Um, the Holy Spirit is literally called the helper. Yeah. By Jesus, the helper will come. Um or a helper will come, whatever. Um, point is, and this is like a, an act of love towards us. Yeah. To, to stoop low and say, like, I have the authority. I am the authority on all things. And yet I will serve you. And, and willingly giving that up is an act of love. And doing that servitude for us on behalf of us is what allows us to understand that he loves us, one, and to love him in return. So we love because he first loved us, that kind of idea. I also have uh, 1 Corinthians 9.22b, meaning the second half. Um, this is Paul talking, saying, I have become all things to all people, by that by all means I might save some. And so that's another verse about the like heart of Christian servitude, like I'm willing to give up any any part of me, any convictions I have, so long as I don't sin, so long as I'm not turning against God, I don't care. I will be poor, I will be Greek, I will be Jewish, I will be wise, I will be weak, I'll be all things to all people. Because I it just doesn't matter. I will serve in any way 
that I can so that there are no roadblocks. There is only understanding. Yeah. Um, and that's like another view of that heart of what God would have us do for each other and what he does for us of this servitude that shows love. And that's what Wesley does for Buttercup, which I wish her name was different because as I keep saying it, it, it becomes more and more ridiculous. Yes. Um, like you're talking about a horse? <laughs> no, no, a Reese's. I, right. <laughs> Continue. Uh, that was, I also like the Powerpuff Girls. That was... Yes, that was the UFO talking. You, you're you talking about a horse? No, a Reese's. A Reese's. <laughs> you no. mean a Reese's? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the sound effect for the UFO was... No, 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 no. We, could, like we, it, we should edit that. It's like flying over the ground. No, it... Uh, well, never mind, never mind. Let, let me not keep talking about the movie. Does Do it, your thing. Does it just bass boost around? <laughs> <laughs> No, you uh, you hear the screaming of the people inside of it. That is terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's really... It's one of the and more... Jupe is like, people want to see this. <laughs> yeah, Jupe is like, yo, who wants to... But yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things where it's like... There's this like it, more intense scene, obviously, but it's like a thunderstorm. Yeah. And then you just see it. You don't see the ship because the you thunderstorm. See you yeah. you see the wa- it's raining so hard, but you can see like there's like a disc taken out of the rain, like yeah, getting closer. Where it's not raining. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you just you see it get closer and closer and closer. And then it like goes over the house that they're living in, and you just you, you just hear people just just screaming. Is there horses screaming? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's weird. It's weird. That's freaky, man. It is freaky. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's called a horror movie. Yeah. Peel. Peel. <laughs> Mr. Jordan. <laughs> anyway, continuing on with this non-creepy movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the first parallel I wanted to join, uh, to bring up was that Wesley shows mm. this like kind of Christian love that isn't based on what he can get out of the relationship but based on serving the other person um to show love and so wesley will be this kind of god jesus allegory in this in this uh presentation yeah uh so then he has to go away for a time which i just learned today that he went away to go make some money so that they could get married did not i don't know if that's not in the movie or what moving on Second thing I learned today, he went to America to make money. Yeah. This America doesn't exist in this time period. <laughs> well, no, 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 but like he's a pirate. America like, like the <laughs> like he like America exists physically, like people are visiting. It's just it's not a, a okay, country. I'm just saying I... <laughs> when you look at the aesthetic of this movie, you aren't thinking colonial times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Okay, that's fair. That is very that's all fair. I'm saying. All you're right. Like, you're like, this is in a magical land with like, fairies and trolls and America? <laughs> Colonial um, United States? Alexander Hamilton? <laughs> Aaron Burr? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Anyway. Um, but anyway, he leaves to go make some money so they can get married. Uh, though, for some reason, that I guess is not truly explained, she believes he's dead. Well, yeah. Like, no one Do, tells her doesn't, that he's dead. Isn't that what your wife thinks? 
What? Whenever you go to work? Yeah. <laughs> to make money so we can get married. And then she's just like, I guess he died. Every He's time. not here. Every day. That's why Zoe gets so excited. She's just like, oh, dad, dad's back. <laughs> He's, he was dead. He's alive. He's alive. <laughs> All, right. All right. Zoe's my dog, by the way. Um, anyway, he goes away for a time and she moves on to another man even though she has uh no love for this man whose name is humperdink he's the prince uh he she chooses to marry him anyway because i guess uh she one she believes wesley is dead and two if you can marry rich might as well um (laughs) but also he's kind of forcing her to i don't remember the exact reason for the movie i think it's he can't become king until he's married something like that and he he just wants to marry her and then like uh he arranges for her to get kidnapped so that he doesn't have to deal with her, essentially. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway. Um, anyway, so Buttercup, even though she's in love with Wesley, yes, she thinks he's dead. Um, but she's, like, perfectly willing to just move on to this another guy. Like, she'll be, she won't be happy, but it's whatever. He's like, well, like, my man's is dead, so... <laughs> Mary Prince, I guess. <laughs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, there's this other parallel here where Buttercup, she's not like the most faithful. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Woman in the world. She's just like, oh, um, okay. Well, I guess I'll move on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he told me he was moving away to go make some money so we could get married. But I guess, <laughs> I guess he must have died. He's been yeah. gone for a really long time. It's been like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for it to be one week later. <laughs> yeah. Golly, I, I'm really sad. I really wish a prince would come marry me. Because <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, this reminded me of there, there's plenty of verses about Israel doing this and forgetting uh, their husband, uh, God, in this. <laughs> what a sentence. And being unfaithful and treating him as if he's not there and, and all these things. Right. Um, and even if he sits around and does nothing for them, that's more than they deserve, you know? Right. So, and they... He's constantly rebuking them, saying, was I not with you in the desert? Was I not taking care of you? Who took you out of Egypt? Who set you up in this place? Who, like, who constantly is winning battles for you? All these things. And yet you always are turning from me. You're always worshiping other gods. You're always um, letting um, the wicked go unpunished. All these things. Uh, That has always been said of Israel. That's the, like, whole thing that israel does throughout the old testament it's like god fixes things and israel's like but baal sounds pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) but god listen baal anyway (laughs) anyways um but i wanted to draw this other parallel with um oh man which church is it Mm. is it the ephesians I don't know. I don't. What? Which parallel? Uh, Revelation two, four, and five. God is speaking through uh, John, who is having a vision. Yes. Uh, and he's supposed to go write letters to churches. 
Yeah. Um, and one of the churches, it God says to it, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love that you had at first. Remember, therefore, where <clears throat> you have fallen. Um, he's saying to this church, is it Philippi? I can't remember right now. I'll Google it. I want to say it's either if it might. Is it's it Ephesus or it's Ephesus. It's one of the ones that we have a book written, a letter written to. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's the Thessalonians. But anyway, you, that was uh, 2, 4 through 5? Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, yeah, you talk. I'll, I'll anyway, Google it. But he's saying like, hey, it's not been more than 20 years. <laughs> yeah. It's not been 30 years, but uh, you have already forgotten like the whole point of why you follow me. <laughs> He says a bunch of good things about him, like, hey, you you help the community, you do all these things. All that, by the way, I have one thing against you. All that's pointless if you, because you have forgotten your first love. You Did you figure it yeah, out? Yeah, it was Ephesians. We was were both it? like, it's either Ephesians or the other one, and it was Ephesians. Yeah, I, I thought I had it. <laughs> anyway, but there's this parallel here of, there. there's this idea of like, okay, well, he's gone for a time, he's coming back. Yeah, and even though I I know the love he has for me and how he served me, and I know the love I have for him, I'm going to move on anyway. Just and and the Ephesians are guilty of this, but so is literally everyone else. It was just a specific problem in their church that really need to need to be called out. Um, but we have this problem too of just like we go to church on Sunday, we really feel like we're close to God go out throughout the week and we just go through our lives my jesus battery gets depleted and then i need to go back to church on sunday to fill it back up right yeah that's not how you're supposed to think of it Uh, (laughs) but that's the point that you're making yeah or like in like a general life sense we first become christians and Mm -hmm. we are very devoted and really into it and really want to learn more and and serve everyone and God in the best ways we can, and we just go throughout life. Right. And we just forget. <laughs> we just forget. We forget what it's supposed to, what it felt like to be in that true loving relationship with God. And we just start following other things just because that's what's convenient or what seems important or urgent to us at the time. Work starts feeling more important. Even family feels more important. Even serving the church can outweigh our first loves towards God. Um, And he instructs them to go back and do the first things they did, which would have been like worshiping God and praying constantly and being in the word and constantly talking about not just going and serving, which is good, but granted you've forgotten what this is actually about. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so that's, there's that parallel with buttercup. Wesley goes away to prepare for marrying her, and she just like, oh, he's dead, <laughs> and just moves on. And other things become more important, more urgent to her. And even though that's her first love, and she says she'll never love again, and all these things, she's still ready to commit herself to another man. <laughs> do what you gotta and do. Jesus is going away, and in a very similar sense, preparing for our wedding day. Yeah, as the church. Uh, as Israel, as being grafted in with Israel, same thing. Um, like he's preparing for our wedding. He's preparing to marry us, and we're like, oh well. But like, I got, I got work. <laughs> <laughs> I got work. Like, ah, but I'm just real tired today. I don't really feel like 
reading. I don't really feel like praying. I don't really feel like talking about it right now. And we just let other things take over and we forget our first love and we start falling in love. In reality, in the like true sense of our souls, we're loving these other things instead. Yeah. And ready to devote ourselves to those other things instead. Next. Next, yeah. <laughs> so once she becomes a princess, uh, she's engaged to Humperdink. <laughs> you good? <laughs> no, it's just you're like, I, man, I got to quit saying Buttercup so much. It's uh, it's starting to sound like a really weird name. And then you're like, Humperdink. <laughs> <laughs> so she becomes engaged to Humperdink. And then she is eventually... Cordially invited to Buttercup and Humperdink. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Anyway, and is eventually stolen away and held for ransom, but this was actually all set up by the prince because he doesn't really want to marry her. Um, anyway, but when she is stolen away, this is when Wesley returns and chases her down and uh, surmounts many obstacles and many foes to get to her. Um, and eventually he gets to her and... Um, she doesn't recognize him. Yeah. He grew a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Threw her off her game. Yeah. <laughs> There's something on your lip. <laughs> Looks like a caterpillar. <laughs> you can't look at any part of your other part of your face at this point. Anyway, uh, and she like rejects him, pushes him down a, <laughs> a hill. <laughs> As you, you wish. wish. Anyway, but that's like this reminder of like one, this is who I am. He like reveals himself in that. And two, it's like a reminder of like how he has served her and how he's loved her well. And at the same time, and she like falls after him. It's really funny to me. Always yeah. Fun. Really funny. You're like, oh, I know what to do. <laughs> Walk down gracefully, of course. No. <laughs> Hurl myself. Wesley. <laughs> anyway, uh, but they try and uh, go away together. It does not work out because of rodents of unusual size mm -hmm. um, and fire shooting out of the ground. <laughs> you know. Uh it happened. Middle Earth. <laughs> okay. Anyway, thank you for that. No problem, dude. Fire shooting out of the ground and quicksand. Anyway, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he gets injured, and she agrees to marry Humperdinck. So that he can be saved, and then he's presumed dead again. <laughs> uh, but he cannot die because he is living to serve the one he loves. So there's another parallel. Isn't that nice? <laughs> um, wow. Anyway. <laughs> um, Don't fall over. Anyway. <laughs> so... She is uh, presuming that he's dead again. He can't die because he's living to serve this woman. Just like Christ is, like sacrifices himself on our behalf. And out of that love and servitude and the fact that he cannot die even <laughs> as God, it, like his human body that he is uh, not inhabiting, but is incarnate and also refuses to accept death. And so three days later, he comes back. He's in the pit of despair. And he comes back. I'm, I'm pu pushing it too much. Moving on. <laughs> so 
The the last thing I wanted to point out is <clears throat> Buttercup. She constantly doesn't seek after him. <laughs> she loses him at the beginning of the movie, presumes he's dead. I think there might be a letter or something, but she just believes it and moves on. She doesn't uh, try and like find find him or see what happened to him or anything like that. Um, she even when he's like drowning and fighting giant rodents she's like standing there (laughs) just like i sure do hope he keeps me safe (laughs) that wesley (laughs) (laughs) Ah, what a strapping man (laughs) anyway so (laughs) she is constantly not seeking after him and when she thinks she is married to this other person her response is uh (laughs) it's really funny she's talking to the old the king who's like a really old man and and she he asks like how do you feel after your wedding or whatever or like oh you're so kind and grateful and she's yeah. like okay i'm gonna go kill myself and he goes that's nice <laughs> that's nice <laughs> anyway and she's like thank you for being so kind to me but i i will end my life tonight and he's like oh that's nice dear anyway (laughs) moving on but like her response to thinking she lost wesley is i'm gonna kill myself she is like just ready to give up she's just ready to move on she is never seeking after wesley she's putting very little effort into this relationship and wesley still comes after her repeatedly Mm. uh to so that um he may be with her that she may be his and so that he may serve her. And so here's this last parallel of Jesus coming after us, even though we constantly reject him and God coming after Israel, which we are now grafted into, like I said earlier, (laughs) Um, even though we constantly reject him, even though we always are losing our first love and chasing after other things and just letting really normal life stuff that honestly isn't important take over every second of our days and not thinking of him and not seeking after him. He seeks after us instead. And yeah. And like I said at the beginning, his seeking after us, his serving of us is what allows us to love him back because we wouldn't do it otherwise because we're selfish. Yeah. Um, because we, we expect him to work for it when he is, when we are the ones who deserve to be earning that the entire time. Um, she does the same thing to Wesley. He always has to chase after her. And and people can not like the damsel in distress look all they want. Yeah. But, I mean, is, is it true? Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, for humanity it is, it is. I'm not trying to make a statement about women. Uh, but but like, it's just... It, Okay, someone is going to be standing there waiting to be saved, and the other person is going to save them. That's just how it works. Yeah. They can be trying to help out. They're still in distress. I'm a damsel. I'm in distress. (laughs) Thank you for touching me when you said that. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that was a Hercules quote. That was a damsel. (laughs) Point is, um, and then... Wesley comes in and is chasing after her and loving her and making her like this better person and that she gets to love him <laughs> in this roundabout way. She's not like very nice to him. She's not very loyal to him, even though 
She seems to think she's loving him well in all this, that killing herself or moving on and marrying another man would be the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, she's always saying, like, I will never love again, and I never forgot you, and all these things. Right. Oh, my gosh. Wesley, I missed you so much, my dear. <laughs> uh, but she's constantly doing the opposite of those actions. Um, but his love for her and his pursuit of her is what helps her improve as a person. Um and and there's this idea uh, with with Christ in the church or with God in Israel uh, that we see in Ephesians five twenty five and twenty seven that says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he may might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy. And without blemish. So here's this idea. Um, husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. That's the mandate we're given as husbands. Uh, not you, just me. Um, <laughs> Off the hook. <laughs> you're welcome. No cap. Anyway. <laughs> Get to your point. I just knew it would make you laugh. Get anyway. to your point. <laughs> but the reason christ loves the church so well and serves the church and gives himself up for the church just as husbands are supposed to do is so that he might sanctify her so that he may cleanse her by the washing of the water of the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot ah, spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish it's for the church's benefit that he gives up himself for the church same for husbands this is what wesley does he's constantly giving himself up he's constantly pursuing he's constantly serving not so that he can feel good about himself not so that because it's the right thing to do but because it <clears throat> one out of love but two so that she may become holy by uh and, and lovely and without spot or wrinkle or blemish and and or any such thing like that so that this love wesley gives to her makes her a better person and then as soon as she is not quote-unquote feeling loved by him she starts backsliding into this i'm going to kill myself i'm going to marry this other man I'm, my life is pointless and then when she's with wesley and he's loving her well she is loving him well. And so why do we serve our wives? Why does Christ serve the church? Not so that, uh, not just because it's the right thing to do, not just because he loves us, but because he would, our desire for the people we love is that we want them to be better. We want their, what's best for them. And we want them to improve uh, and become <clears throat> holy and without blemish. And because that's just a desire you have when you love someone. And so that's the last one I wanted to um, to bring up. Okay. <laughs> the last parallel I want to bring up here. Um, anyway, Wesley loves Buttercup. God loves you. Wow. My name is Anil Montoya. <laughs> I don't think that's how that goes. But anyways, uh, <laughs> awesome. I'm pretty sure Mandy Patinkin says that, but... <laughs> God loves you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he says, and you are the man who killed my father. God loves you. <laughs> Go see the Lord. <laughs> right, right, right. You'll be holy without blemish. <laughs> right. You will dine in hell tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs>
the six fingered man. Right. <laughs> but uh, good stuff. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> good stuff. Well, um, you know, we we didn't give our our little our little ad reel uh, after the uh, yeah. So if you put mayonnaise on yourself, no. oh, okay, okay. <laughs> when you are burnt, or if you have some other weird home remedy, or if you really are passionate about water parks versus roller coasters, uh, let us know. Also, if you have anything to add about the Princess Bride or Nope, or you have your own idea you would love to share with us, we'd love to hear it. You can contact us at ocvepod.com or ocvepod at gmail.com or at ocvepodpod on Facebook or Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks. Elias, you got anything else to say? Uh, no, no, no. Just uh, remember that's O as in hour, C as in Christian, <laughs> V as in viewing, E as in experience, P as in pod, O as in odd, D as in D. Donkey. Uh, donkey. <laughs> <laughs> as in deoxyribonucleic. And, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, no, this has been uh, our Christian viewing experience. As always, thank you everybody for joining um, I hope you have a beautiful week. Drive safe out there, my guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, talk to you next week. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.